So my office building has very fancy bathrooms, and I have the auto-flush toilets, you know, the kind where it's just a sensor, and as soon as you get up, it flushes. Well, I don't like to do anything on uh, my level uh, that's not uh, number two. Number one's fine, but number two, I like to go to the basement uh, where it's, uh, you know, relatively uh, no one around, uh, relatively uh, relatively quiet. So uh, I'm doing my business. Uh, <laughs> I had a tough lunch to get through. <laughs> I'm doing my business, and uh, I stand up, and there's no flush. And uh, it was a healthy, it was a healthy number. Uh, it was a healthy number. <laughs> so I, uh, I waved my hand in front of the sensors, uh, thinking that'll do the trick. And there's nothing. I don't understand. Uh, so I immediately, you wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't want to flush the toilet. You won't push the button or pull the handle. There's no, there's no handle. There's no way. There's no there's button. No there's button. always there's a always, manual. There's always a manual override button. There was not. Turns out I, I was shitting in the Again, sink. <laughs> I, I, I spent about 40 seconds trying to find it. I'll put it that way. I'm not going to stand there hovering around trying to find this uh, this button that I couldn't find. So I immediately went out, washed my hands, and ran down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> we want winners here. You smell like a winner. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe. <laughs> Well, we'd better get on with it. Broadcasting live, it's radio for winners. Here are your hosts, Tony, Jeremy, and Don. Another week, another episode of Radio for Winners. Jeremy, Tony, Cherokee, Don. That's not really a man, old man. It's been two weeks since our last episode. We took a break after NASCAR, and I'm going to be honest with you guys, kind of a big fan of this bi-weekly schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a massive fan. You're a massive fan. Tony can't even show up when a bi-weekly schedule, so... Yeah, I, I thought he was stuck home watching his kid, but he said, no, no, no one's at my house. There's I'm just nobody, drinking in, wine there's nobody in his house. He's just home <laughs> drinking wine. Doesn't make I get any real, sense. I get real sleepy at night, guys. I get real sleepy. This is awful. This is awful. Well, I mean, we took a week off because we didn't get back home until... From the NASCAR trip until um, late Sunday night, um, I did door-to-door service. Dropped you off at your house. It was very not very kind of you. Very um, kind. I don't know how you were going to get that smoker into um, into into your into your car to bring it to the RV. I thought about that after the fact and thought it was better to just have you come pick me up because I wasn't really sure how I was going to get anywhere. Well, by by you you went to unload the smoker from the RV and all the legs fell off the smoker. <laughs> yeah. I am still finding random screws throughout like all of my like luggage and bags and all that type of stuff. So I, I have an extra screw for you. Yeah. That's good. I was missing one. It turns out that uh, if you put a smoker in an RV that shakes constantly, the legs will fall off of it. So that's good to know. Good to know. But uh, it was. I'm glad I brought it. We used that smoker nonstop. Yeah, we did use the smoker quite a bit. Tony, we missed you. How come you didn't show up? You told us you were going to meet us at the liquor store. You know, I did not want to go. <laughs> turns out I hate you guys and NASCAR. Tony did send a funny email. I think it was like uh, Monday saying, hey, guys, I know this is a bit last minute, but do you think I can still get in on that trip down to Tennessee? Only 12 days late. But, yeah, you could have pulled it off. Now, Jeremy, did you have fun on this this RV adventure? I did have a great time in the RV adventure. Again, for people who, uh, who are looking for a short recap of pre-race, it took us uh, a month to not get an RV over and over again to finally get an RV last minute. Uh, it did. We did have it. We left on time, more or less. And, uh, and we did get our RV trip. Six people went. It was myself, Don, uh, two listeners, uh, consistent listeners, uh, John Moday, we've talked about before. My friend Chris came. 
Oh, he put, met him halfway. Coach Nick came. Uh, there were a lot of interviews with Coach Nick we're not going to use because you couldn't hear him. And, uh, and Don's cousin <laughs> came, who I think doesn't know we do a podcast. I don't think he does either, which is always very entertaining. But uh, we had a good time. We got there um, Friday. We, 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 we drove down into Fredericksburg. Now, before we even get out of Crofton, we are literally pulling out of the traffic light onto Route 3. You immediately have a panic attack. Now, this is like, let's say, 9 o'clock. <laughs> right? You immediately have a panic attack. Do you remember what this panic attack was about? Was it about, okay, let's go back even farther. What time are you supposed to be at my house, okay, Don? Okay, that's fair. All right, I think I said something about 7, 7.30. Yeah, you said 7, 7.30. Uh. So I told the guy meeting us in Fredericksburg because he's driving from Virginia Beach to aim for 9-ish, but you know what? You could push it back to 10. We'll probably be a little bit late. Okay. We didn't leave Crofton until after 9. We did not. And it's oh, an hour no. and a half easy drive to Fredericksburg. Yes. Now, I, I was talking to Chris nonstop on the phone ahead of time, like texting make sure he's okay. He's like, yeah, yeah, he actually got there early. You want to make sure he wasn't late, so he shows up in Fredericksburg at like 6. <laughs> and we haven't uh, even uh, started uh, packing. <laughs> uh, we picked him up by, uh, by about 11 o'clock. And he had been hanging out in a Wegmans because nothing else is open in Fredericksburg after 7 p.m. <laughs> so, but, but, okay, so I did get there a bit late. I, I, I apologize for that. I got there a little bit late. Um, it's a lot of logistics I had to work out. How about the part where you, I saw you drive by like four times and I texted to see if you had my address and you're like, yeah, I don't have your that's, address. That's not the case. That is not the case. <laughs> what happened. So we, 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 we load everything in. You're the last, you're the last stop. We pick you, we pick you up. We get out to route three. You have a panic attack because you said, wait a minute, there's no beer in the RV. Yeah, I was very concerned. It was the start of my weekend of NASCAR. As everyone can remember from the previous two years trips of NASCAR, I don't remember attending them. Now, <laughs> you made us stop at the very first liquor store that we saw so yes. that you could run in to get <laughs> beer. Yes, I got an 18-pack to share. I had to drive the RV. Yeah, well, no one else had any. We had 18 beers, though. They are all <laughs> gone before we get to our stop at a rest stop. <laughs> I was hoping to rotate through the drivers so that, you know, maybe we could all, like, take a little turn in there. No, you were having a party in the back of the RV. We're not even on to Route 50 yet to start our journey. No, I was already – I was starting strong, Don. I like to start strong. So we hop on the road. You're you're having a party back there in the back of the RV, drinking some beer. We finally get down to Fredericksburg, pick up your friend Chris, who, by the way, picked the most random parking lot, I think, in all of Fredericksburg to, like, wait for us. Well, it was a lit parking lot outside of a 24-hour Wegmans, and conveniently, it was on the north side of the city. We didn't have to drive around and find him. He was right there. I have to give him kudos for picking that parking lot. I mean, I, I got kudos. you. Kudos. Got to give him kudos. All right, but we then get on the road, and I discontinued driving. We hit a little bit of rain, but we finally stop at a, I don't know, right outside of Radford, uh, Virginia. We stop at a... Um, a truck stop at a, stop. at a truck stop. Um, now, I've never tr- stopped at a truck stop with an RV before. Have you? I mean, not. No, not. Well, the only place I've ever gone on an RV was both NASCAR trips. So, <laughs> no. So, we immediately don't know whether we park on the car side or to park on the, on the, or the, the big rig side. So, it's 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the morning. We decide that we're lost, and I turn the RV around. Now I'm driving the opposite way through the truck stop. Yeah, you're driving against traffic on a, on a freeway. It was Super aw- smart. It was awful. Um, and so we finally did stop, and we all went to sleep at the truck stop next to all these big rigs. And um, I, I don't know. That that seemed to be a bit awkward, everybody sleeping in the, in the truck stop. Did you have an issue with that? What, well, I, were, what were the sleeping arrangements? Uh, that's a really good question. So Tony, um, uh, Jeremy slept with his friend Chris in the back. 
Now, to be fair, I did the same thing last year. I slept with Tony in the back, but I said at the start of it, if no one else claims this bed, I'm going to take it. And everyone's like, ah, you can have it. So I took it, but I offered first. I didn't just take the only actual bed. So um, Coach Nick and I ended up uh, sleeping up top above the RV. Um, like the, there's a, a thing above the driver's seat, not like you slept on the roof of the RV. Right. I mean, well, that's, I mean, that is true. Um, but then. Um, um, now, I've, been up, I've been up there before. Isn't it like that's like space for one, right? I mean, it's kind of a. Oh, they were, they were fit. sleeping ass to mouth. It was weird. <laughs> it was real weird. That is not that is not the case. Um, so we, um, uh, I think Moday had his own sleeping arrangements, and um, cousin Tim had his own. Yeah, sleeping they each had their own bed. That was a fold out bed. So I mean that that worked out pretty well. So um, then we got a. See, I guess we got on the road um, about what, like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we got up. We got we got cleaned up. We got to use an actual bathroom, which I figured would be the last time that was going to happen. Uh, since we're going to, other than the one in the RV, but no one takes a dump in the RV. So we all get to take dumps in an actual bathroom and then, uh, and then head it out by 8.30, 9 o'clock. Now, you say nobody takes dumps in an RV. The plan is no one takes a dump in the RV because you have to then sit in that for four days. Did you, by chance, communicate that same plan to everybody else? Uh, the person who made that rule uh, was well aware of that rule and then broke that rule day two. He broke the rule day two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, Coach Nick blew up our, our RV second I mean, day. It was awful. We, we get there. We're excited. We go this winding road. We end up like putting the RV literally next to somebody's house. Like I, I felt like <laughs> we were there's somebody's house and they just ran out all their property to do um, to, to, for RVs that are coming in. But we did have water. We had electricity. We had power this year so we could run the AC the whole time. We had some. We met some people there we're friends with. Uh, we're doing cornhole all night. And then Friday, And we played a game where you throw corn bags at, at a whole night anyway. Well, that's different. Joke. Yes. No. So Friday night we decided to go to uh, go to a concert. Yeah, we get there Friday morning, Friday night, and this was announced ahead of time that, that there was $10 concert slash barbecue sandwich and, quote, unlimited beer. Unlimited beer. For $10, $10, that can't be true. Now, we, I fully anticipated there to be at least 10,000 people at this concert for this, this, this horrible country band. Well, they weren't even country, but we'll, we'll get back into that maybe. It's not even that interesting, but I thought it was a country band, uh, but instead it was like... They played a couple country songs, and then they played a bunch of 90s alt-rock covers. <laughs> did not expect Candlebox to come but, uh, out, but they did. They pulled it out. <laughs> it was awful. I fully expected there to be thousands of people there. Lots of food, lots of beer just flowing, just uncontrollable. How many people would you estimate were actually there? Um, Probably 15 to 20 people. 15 to 20 people. How many kegs of beer would you say they had flowing? Now, they only had one flowing, but it turns out they bought three full kegs of beer, and I guarantee they didn't get through one. I They were having difficulty with just the one. Oh, man, yeah. They couldn't tap the keg. It was just, they were just pouring out cups of foam and handing it to people. It was pretty bad. Jeremy was loving that cup of foam. So we, I think <laughs> I think we ended up bailing on that. Like, the food food was we okay. Ate, we ate the sandwich, and, uh, and it wasn't even a sandwich, actually. It was just pulled pork on a on a. On a, on a I honestly felt that I was in like an episode of Kitchen Nightmares. Like, did you get that feeling? Like, like they were just a bunch of people that were making stuff. They were making stuff in the house, which the house looked like a meth house that was like right across <laughs> from our RV. Like they were manufacturing meth and making like pulled pork. And then they would take it over to like this like pavilion area and then they would serve it to you for $10 a plate. Right. But That's it was $10 weird. for unlimited beer. I wouldn't have bought ten, pulled pork for $10, but unlimited beer and a sandwich was worth it to me. Which didn't make much sense because the RV was full of beer. You know what? It's just it's the it's the experience, Don. Fair, fair. So we all go to sleep that night. We get up the very next day. It's race day. A lot of excitement. Actually, you guys all went to sleep. I hung out outside the tent and nearby people came over and we ended up going back to that concert. 
and I closed out the first keg and hung out until about three in the morning uh, with our our lesbian tent mates next <laughs> to us. And, uh, and the guy that was from the RV next to us who did not make eye contact with me after that first night. I do not believe anything embarrassing. I don't honestly remember, but I did wake up in our own RV with my own pants on and was not hungover. <laughs> so that's always good. I mean, that is good. Now, I will say that um, I, don't, I don't have any perspective into any of that. I think it's a little weird. Um, but I will say that the next day, we ended up talking to all these people around us. We were the only people that were not, I think, sitting on the pit box, changing a tire, or actually driving the car. Because I yeah. felt like everybody else had like very much upgraded like pit passes. But before we get to the actual race, we decided to go over to the track that day and walk around the track. Within five minutes to get to get to go buy things and to check it out pre race. Right. Within five minutes, I had lost all of you guys. Okay. Two things. You said, Oh look, it's it's eleven o'clock and I had already started smoking our ribs. I was gonna smoke ribs for four hours, put them at ten, they'd be done at two o'clock, we'd be eating early afternoon, which is great, because then we'd be ready to go to the race at seven and eat a bunch of garbage at the race. So I was like, No problem, I'll start these ribs. I'm supposed to check them every hour. Plus, it's a smoker. You don't want to just walk away for four hours. You don't know what could happen. You could what, burn it. What could go wrong? I could ruin the food. I don't care. But also, it's an electric smoker. I could technically burn things down. Okay. So, at 1130, you're like, look, we'll just go up to the track. The track's right around the corner. We'll be there. We'll just get some stuff. We'll come back. You'll be back before the next time you need to, like, check on things. I was like, I don't know. That seems really... Really bad. And meanwhile, John, our friend John, who came O'Day, was like, I'm not going to the race. He did not buy a ticket for the race. Yes. So I, and I was like, Modell, just weird. stick around here then. And he, he's like, no, no, I want to walk around the track and buy stuff. But he's not going to the race. No. I don't understand why he wanted to do that. I don't understand what happened there either. But, uh, but then we did, we did go to the race, and it took us over an hour just you know, to I get You know, I kind of get it. I, I kind of get it. I mean, it's not really that much fun. <laughs> well, okay. I know you're not a fan of NASCAR, uh, but... But still, if you're going to go that far and the race is the event you're there for, you probably should still want to go. But whatever. I'm not worried about that. It took us over an hour to get to the track to begin with. I was supposed to check all the ribs again at like 1230. We didn't get to the track till almost one o'clock, partly because there's a row of buses you can take to get there. You have to take it. You could walk there, but it's pretty far. It's, a, it's a, a pretty bus. long walk. So you take these shuttle buses right. over to the track. And they look like school buses that they've modified or whatever. I, I would say they're like demolition derby school buses. <laughs> right. Uh, so we get on one because this one's like, hey, you guys going to the track? We're like, yeah, yeah, we are going to the track. Let's get on the bus. And we realize we've gotten in the bus that's like third in line to leave. And the fir first two buses aren't going to leave until they're full. So I don't know why we picked this bus. And why How we didn't go, hey, ma'am. does the bus smell? The bus uh, has to smell pretty bad, right? The bus uh. does smell pretty bad. Now, Tony, you don't like people. And I also don't like people. And you also don't really want a conversation with a bus driver, right? You don't want to do that. <laughs> so imagine you're sitting there getting ready to get on this bus. And the bus driver goes... All right, guys, thanks a lot. We're going to leave in a few minutes as soon as the other buses leave. Can you guys do me a favor? My mom just <laughs> died, and I have to drive oh, from here God. to Knoxville tomorrow. Now, that's a long drive. I was supposed to go yesterday, but I couldn't make it back in time to work, and they said, you can't be late for today, so I got here today. Anyway, I don't get paid for this for about two months. Now, I have to get to Knoxville to get her ashes. They're going to bring her ashes. She gives us this long-ass story, and, <laughs> and it's like, so if you guys could help me out with a little bit of extra money, I, don't, I need to get there, and I, anything would be a help, even a dollar. Oh, anything geez. would be a big help, and I'm like, God damn it. I'm, I'm ready to leave the bus at this point, because not only do I not want to give this woman any money, because she's a bus driver that's supposed to be driving us back and forth. And there are signs on other buses that say, no tips, please. Yeah. Uh, but there's also this is the third bus in line. The other buses haven't moved yet. But instead, we all sit there and stare at each other like dicks and don't do a thing other than wait. And so, of course, uh, Don's cousin Tim did give her some money. I don't know exactly how much, but it was enough that she was, oh, thank you so much. And she did eventually start taking us there. But I realized 
as she's any time we drove by anyone who was walking, even if they were walking the other direction from the track, she would stop the bus and open the door and go, hey, y'all going to the track? <laughs> so she literally stopped everywhere. We were like, you could see the track in front of us. It's 20 feet in front of us. She stops the bus. Hey, y'all going to the track? Every, and I was like, every two, every two feet, she's stopping the damn bus to let somebody in. So I was like, God damn, we're never going to get there. So we get there at, at, at uh, after almost one o'clock and I'm now concerned. I'm All I can do is get concerned that I'm going to come back to a campsite and either... The, my smoker's going to be off because management turned it off because no one was watching it. Management or, turned it off. Or it would just be like a fire. The RV is burned down. I don't know what's going to happen. The smoker's outside of the RV, but still. I was still very concerned about this smoker being left alone. Worst, you know, best bad situations, we ruined $30 worth of ribs. I don't want that either. These are all very sad situations. But I'm still like, well, but I already got here. I want to get my kids some hats or some other dumb shit. So then I'm like, okay, no problem. The, the, there's a bunch of little stands right here. So eventually I realized these were all just like promo stands. You know, hey, you want some free tobacco? There's a lot of free tobacco at the NASCAR race. A lot of free tobacco. And so they're like, oh, no, all the, all the, the driver shops are on the other side of the stadium. You've got to take two shuttles to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't even get to where the, the stuff was being sold until almost 2 o'clock. At this point, I'm literally just like, Nick's like, are you okay? You look like you're going to die. I'm, you like, I'm so concerned about this You were so panicked, like a big, giant baby. Well, first off, you wander off. You're, you're the <laughs> second worst person to wander around a crowd. With. I wanted to see what was going on in the crowd. We go to the first booth. There's only two booths. One is free tobacco. One's just look at Fords. I and wanted Don free vanishes. tobacco on a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Don just vanishes. Tim vanishes. I didn't see Tim again until the race started. I, I don't know it, what happened I, to Tim. I, but, but Tim ended up coming back with like the most awesome adventures. Like, I mean, he was like uh, in the NASCARs. Like, I mean, yeah, he, he was, was sitting in a, in a car. He, he got to hang out with all the drivers. I think he got a hand job. It was cool time for Nick. <laughs> Tim. The rest of us, though, were like, I don't know what happened to Tim. No problem. But anyway, so I, I don't even get back to the campsite until almost three o'clock. At this point, in theory, my food is overcooked which is okay with me but also super dry because i'm supposed to take it out flip it spray it down with apple juice very excited about these ribs guys i could talk about smoking for a whole episode you want to do that instead i uh, know uh <laughs> anyway so i get back but not only is is the smoker off all the power in the rv has now off there is no power i can't get anything to turn on no one's sure how to turn it on we're playing with all the breakers we're trying to get everything done turns out when you try to run a smoker and you run your AC at full speed, and you have probably Mode had 150 things plugged into the outlets for chargers. Uh, you burn out. You actually blow out the uh, the whole unit there for the uh, the whole RV park. So the whole the whole foursome that we're on, everyone lost power because of us. And they had oh. to go out and, and fix the breaker and get us back on. No problem there. Once they figured out what the problem was, and then the guy saw my smoker goes, "That's an electric smoker, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I may have." He's like, "You did." <laughs> like it wasn't he wasn't very happy about it but whatever saved the ribs because the, they were still hot inside only didn't get to until about five o'clock but i did make the ribs finally nice made the ribs ribs were really good we had a nice hearty meal mm -hmm. um uh, you made some really good chicken yeah i did i grilled up some chicken i was really good you did a really good job of making sure everybody was taken care of we then decide it's time tim finally shows back up after like five, five minutes before we're supposed to leave for the race yeah like literally we're like ready to go um, we then decide that we're going to head, we're going to head to the track. Now you and Nick had gone earlier and picked up some fancy shirts to wear. Nick and I went, we ended up uh, like, uh, Tim, um, just essentially waved us out of here. Like literally just said, go like, because we, 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 he just couldn't keep up with where we were going. Uh, 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 Nick and I ended up finding uh, Danica Patrick shirts for $5. And we thought it would be a good idea to take these back and cut them into belly shirts. Yes, yeah, sleeveless belly shirts. Which, again, I'm, I'm not really sure why the hell we decided to do that. But um, but I have to give you guys credit. You did wear them to the race. We, we did wear them to the race. Um, and that was an awful, awful mistake because as we were waiting in line at the bathroom, I realized it was just Nick and I standing in a bathroom full of weird redneck men wearing half <laughs> belly shirts. 
And I made that announcement very clear in the restroom. I said, oh, my God, I just realized that we're wearing belly shirts with Danica Patrick's name on them um, right here in, uh, in, in, the, in the bathroom. Yeah. So we get to the race. The race is going on. Before we get to our seats, though, Tony, you would appreciate this. We're getting to, we're, our seats are pretty high up. Now, they're great seats. You can see the whole track. It's a good it's a great position. But I don't know if everyone remembers Don terrified of heights. So we come out of the steps <laughs> to get to the seats and Don turns bright white and backs down the steps He's like you need to go. You need to go in front of me. You need to go in. Well, because right in front the guy who was walking oh, in front of me was dressed like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> and he's like entertaining the whole crowd, like talking to everybody. Hey, no, I'm Ricky Bobby. And I'm literally like, I can't. I like it's just like. You were just mumbling how you couldn't be there, and you backed down the steps. I did not. I did not <laughs> like it. I didn't like it at all. I was scared out of my mind. It was a fall. It was. I don't know how people don't die there more often. Like, I mean, just well, Tony Stewart's not driving anymore. Oh God, <laughs> Nick would like that joke. <laughs> Christ. So, um, a- anyway, we get to see seats were really nice. They were, no, they were great seats, Don. I said they were wonderful seats. We could see the whole track. Last year's seats were good, too, but you couldn't see anything on the front stretch. This time you could see everything. It was a wonderful event. But it's not worth talking about because no one was here on NASCAR. No one cares, right? Just know it was a good race <laughs> and that Kyle Busch won, which only matters for the next part of the story. Now, I decided that it would be smart if I took my microphone with me and I would and maybe we'll maybe we will go back and listen to that footage because it was it was really loud and garbled. But um, I kept asking Jeremy different questions throughout the race. People were wondering what the hell we were doing. I don't know what the hell we were doing. We're just having a good time. There's nothing more awkward than walking around an NASCAR event trying to get everyone's like in, in a rush to get to their seats. Everyone's like drinking, doing whatever. And Don's just walking around asking me questions loudly, <laughs> asking other people around us questions. And I'm just running off. It's awful. So we then we then um, um, and then the race is over. And Jeremy, the eagle-eyed Jeremy over here, sees... Not drunk this year, which is the part of the key. I mean, imagine what we could have discovered last year or any of the other races where you were just smashed blitz that we could have probably uncovered if you weren't that inebriated. Yeah, well, last year I wasn't that inebriated, but we were. That, there was no way we were getting on the track last year. There was a big track, very high up from the actual track. But this, at the end of the race, they have like a... Uh, they bring out... Um, like a, a mobile platform. So they of a, used to take the cars to like a victory lane or right. something. This year, they bring victory lane to the front stretch. Right. So Jeremy goes, hey, I think they're opening up the gates and you can actually go down onto the track. And I said, I don't think that's the case. Turns out Jeremy was right. They were letting people on the track. So we just like kind of went down. Right. So that there's a lot of people there for the for the shots of, of getting the trophy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, Kyle Busch getting the trophy and yeah. everything else. Because otherwise, this is a small enough track. The inside row doesn't have... RVs people are staying. It's literally just the trucks and the teams. Right. And there's a little stage area for, for guests or whatever, but that's only going to be like 20 people that come down for, for victory lane. So instead, right. they're letting people on, so there's a lot of people there. But they only have two security guys by the front of the gate and then like one security guy by the car itself. Right. And they're just like, people are just wandering off, like dispersing around the track when they realize no one's watching you anymore. Right. So we are down there and... Um uh, next thing you know, like there's a cop down at the end of pit road and I don't know who it was. Me. I, and you said, Hey, we should just hop this wall. And oh, I know I was once like, guys, there's a cop down there. We, we got to look out. We're careful. And yeah, uh, you were like, why don't we just hop this wall here? I was like, what? So we, no. we hop the wall and now we're on pit road. So now we're behind the victory area. And then there's another wall to, and we decide to hop that wall too. And now we're in like, the pit area where all the trucks and the haulers are. Yeah, they're loading trucks in. There's drivers hanging out. We don't actually deal with any drivers, but that's where they would go immediately after the race. Right. Now, we're back there, and I'm immediately like, how, how long until we get kicked out of here? 
Oh, I, I think the whole time that there's going to be security, like armed guards coming, escorting us off the premises completely. Don, it, to his credit, very cool, very, very calm. Yeah. Just like, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to throw us out of a race. We're leaving anyway. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's a damn good point, I mean, Don. It and is. We might even get a ride back to our RV in this police car. This could be all right. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I pulled out my microphone and started interviewing Jeremy while we were on pit road. Now we had people that sort of thought that we were part of the media after the race. So nobody was giving us anything. We're going up. We're taking pictures of the haulers. We're standing there. Nicomus got ran over by the Goodyear truck. Um, everybody had to pee, so that everybody went and peed in like the, the pit crew pee area. Which, by the way, was the filthiest bathroom in that entire it was, place. It was absolutely <laughs> It looked like the pit crew had to, like, because they were in the race, they can't waste any time. They had to go in there, shit with their pants, like, barely down, running across the room, and rent back to the car. It was disgusting. I, now, I listened to the NASCAR channel on Sirius, and one of the, the reporters on there, her name is Claire B. Lang. I literally... I, we were drunk at this point in time, and I went, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90, Claire B. Lang with you here, and here comes Claire B. Lang. Like, walk right by she, you. <laughs> she, she walked right by us. So we're we're literally there as they're loading all the cars in the For haulers. an hour. We're hanging out for an hour after the race is over, literally watching them load in uh, uh, Kyle Busch's car, a bunch of random cars that go back to NASCAR headquarters for Nick got a picture out. of the trophy. Like, I mean, we, we, we just had unlimited access to the inner workings of, like, behind the scenes of Pit Road. Of Bristol. We, we walked away with, I don't know, 100 lug nuts. Yeah, like we stole we, a bunch. Not stole. We collected a bunch of leftover lug nuts that we're going to throw it anyway. So now, yes, right. So now it's time for us, after we were on there for an hour. Right. And now it's time for us to leave. And the gate we came in. Locked. Closed. Cannot get out that gate. So we now don't know how <laughs> the hell, we don't know how the hell we're going to get out. So it turns out that there is an exit that we saw a bunch of people starting to slowly migrate to. Now, these people <laughs> happen to be working for NASCAR mm -hmm. in some capacity. We now see an exit coming out of turn number three. So we start heading that way. We immediately walk up to the top of the track, and there must be 20, I'd say, sheriff deputies and state troopers all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Watching all the people that are behind the gates that are, like, waving and screaming and looking at everybody else while we just walk through well, the middle. So we realize... They're throwing people out. The, <laughs> like, they're trying to jump the gate. Like, sir, you can't jump this gate. Meanwhile, we're just walking behind them. We, yeah, we literally <laughs> see that we're walking out where all of the pit crew and the drivers walk out. And these people, were, these fans who came to the same race that we went to... We're literally behind these gates to prevent people from accessing essentially where we were, right. where we should not have been. And Don's walking out and he's holding his microphone up and guys are like, oh, who was this guy? Like they're all just staring at Don like, hey, man, what's, what are you with? Hey, sir, who are you with? <laughs> we ended up pretending, I, I guess we were with the press and we were walking out like we were supposed to be there. Right. And we were not supposed to be there. No, but no one said a thing. In fact... I mean, there were plenty of times people came up and kind of looked at us for a second and then walked off. It was totally fine. Every, yeah, they, there was one time that a guy literally walked up and was like, and didn't say anything, turned around and walked away. Like, he didn't want anybody to start interviewing him for any reason. I had no intention <laughs> of interviewing him for any reason. But literally just turned around, left, and walked away, which worked out to our advantage. It was great. It was fine. Um, and then we took the, the shuttle buses back to the RV, hung out for a little while. Everybody went to bed. Yeah, it was, it was a good trip, a fun trip, Not a uh, other than the... Than the Pit Road section, not a notable uh, event, which is good. No, uh, no bad stories. No bad stories. Um, we also didn't Facebook Live either. Well, that's good. That was good on your part. Um, but I will say that, do you, did you regret the drive home? I felt like everyone was just very down and depressed on the drive home. It's a long drive home, Don. <laughs> I've already spent four days with you guys. I mean, everybody could have been in an army <laughs> party and drinking some Miller Lite, having a good time like on the way down. 
No, no, because we all had to go back home to our families <laughs> and our lives <laughs> and our jobs. <laughs> we're getting home late Sunday after work Monday morning. Everyone's just like, oh. And it took us forever to get home. We didn't get home until what, seven, eight o'clock at night? It was late. Yeah, it was it was kind of late. Um, but, but it was I mean, I still had a great time. It was a good time. I definitely want to do another trip next year after we're done with this podcast. Never have to bring it up again, but I'm very excited that we'll go on one anyway. <laughs> I think next year everybody's talking about Chris went for the first time. He enjoyed himself. He did. Chris seemed to have a good time. Um, everybody's talking about going to Vegas next year. Right. Vegas for the Vegas race. Uh, but I think we need to stop calling it the Radio for Winners Vegas trip because really it's just the Vegas trip for a bunch of dudes. That's a bunch of dudes. Vegas yep. trip for a bunch of dudes. Now that does beg the question now that we've recapped our NASCAR trip. It does beg the question. Is anyone still listening? No. No one is actually <laughs> listening to this. I will go back and listen to the audio of all the recordings and see if I can't piece that together. But we are now transitioning into another time of year. Oh, that's right. It's pumpkin beer season. No, it's football season. That's right. Every year we waste a whole episode to go over football picks that none of you want to hear. And then we have our own football picks league that we've done every year. And now, Tony, you asked earlier... Are we going to do it again this year? And I have an answer for that. But what is your vote, Tony? My vote is no. <laughs> now, are you? is it just that you're not going to want to do a football picks league at all? Or you just don't want to do our football picks league? Well, no, I say we quit while on top, guys. What, what do you mean when, quit while we're on when top? When have we been on top? <laughs> we rode a wave of success the last few years. Let's have somebody else have a turn. Mm, okay, I was actually just going to say no because I'm very lazy. I don't want to set it up, and I, I just don't even want to do it. But what, what do you think, Don, Don? Do you want to do our football picks league this year? I want to do it. Yeah, I kind of figured you did. Unfortunately, so, two votes to one means no. So well, no football, football picks football. this year, no, unfortunately. No football oh. picks. Well, how about we do this? How about <laughs> we ask our listeners? We put up a post on Facebook. We'll put up a post on Twitter asking people if they'd be interested. I don't care how many, care how many no's we get. If we get enough yeses, if 20 people that are not us. No, 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 no. We'll get an easy 20 because Don has 14 kids. It has to be more than what we usually get. So okay, people who are not related to us. We need 30 people to say yes and we'll do it. Okay. I'll put that post up tomorrow after we post this episode or whenever we post it. And I will find out if people are interested. Again, if you want to play our football picks, well, please reply to a message either on Twitter or on Facebook. I would say Instagram, but I don't have that access, and I'm not going to get it. I think that we do this. We do this. I think our fans are, are for it. They want to be a part of it. Well, they're, they're going to let us know, Don. I, I'm, I'm trying to do a little plug. <laughs> they certainly will. I'm, I'm, I, wanna, I want us to Only do the most diehard of fans would have made it through that NASCAR recap. So if they are listening now and they want to <laughs> say yes. <laughs> and we have, we have, what, one more week of, uh, of preseason, and then, uh, then it starts. So really, I'm going to put it up. It's only going to last till the next episode. If we don't have an answer by next episode, boom, no league. Boom, no league. No league. But something that is happening, regardless of whether or not our listeners care is we've signed up for this dumbass savage race that's in two weeks. <laughs> Have you run it all? No. <laughs> no, I got two weeks to train, guys. <laughs> I have I have not done a thing. No, I mean I ran earlier. I did ran I, I did ran. I did ran I ran a few times uh earlier this summer when I was like, I'm gonna get started. I ran for about a week and a half, uh pretty consistently, and then I stopped. Keep thinking I had other events I was gonna do in between. It's like, oh I gotta go to this this dumbass NASCAR trip. I'll start after that. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to the beach after that. I'll I'll go after I go back for the beach. Well now it's back for the beach. I have two weeks. I gotta get started. Uh how long are you gonna be like when are you actually going to start? Are you gonna run this week? You're gonna run next week because we are two weeks we have away. Two weeks. No, I have to start now. I have to start. literally I'm gonna run home. I'm leave my car here, run run home, and I'll pick it up in the morning. <laughs> I um I'm gonna run this week. 
I mean, we got to do something. We have to do this dumb thing. Tony, did you make it sound like you were not interested in actually attending this either? <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go for a test run tomorrow. Uh, great weather this week. I'm going to go for a test run. If I can run three miles without pain, I'll do the race. Oh, man, that's Tony's out right there. He could run 2.9 miles, have a bit of a cramp, call it a day. Uh, this is awful. This is awful. I am uh, I'm excited about this. I probably should do something, stretch, pick no, up pick up nope. a log or a brick of I'm some sore sort. I'm from sleeping in a comfortable bed. That's how I in shape I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Tony, are your your hamstring injuries all cleared up? You're ready to go. You're cleared by the doctors. You're ready to go. Uh, I stopped doing physical therapy. I don't <laughs> I stopped doing the stretches. Uh, and I don't I sit like 14 hours a day. So I don't know if I can actually run and if anything's even uh, healthy now. I think I'm still in pain, but I'm gonna give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Real Regardless quick, of whether or not I'm in pain, I'll do I'll do the race. Real quick question for you on physical therapy, Tony. I'm not I don't normally tell stories about my mother-in-law because I like being married and I don't want to not be married. But this story is funny, uh, only in this regard. Tony, when you say you do physical therapy, did you go to a doctor to give you a physical therapy like a regimen? Yes. Or did you just make it up on the fly and say it's no. physical therapy and when it doesn't work, say that it's never going to work for you? <laughs> Awful. She, uh, she went off about how she's like, I've been doing physical therapy for weeks and it's not helping at all. And we're like, well, what doctor did you go to? She's like, oh, I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. That's, that's excellent. That's great. So I have, I have a new segment for the show. Do we have a music for it? Well, no. I don't think we do, but it's all right. It's all right. If you want to maybe play some kind of quick theme of some sort. Okay, we're going to play the Fat Snacks theme for whatever this is. New segment! Tony's Crippling Depression. What is it? What's the segment? So a friend, I'm, on a, I'm at a new building for work, and a friend I uh, used to work with a long time ago, I met up with him for lunch, went to a place called Roleplay, uh, uh, where this, it's this like this a Korean this, place. This sounds like a sex dungeon. <laughs> it's called role play, guys. Have you ever? Oh, I'm gonna be a football player. Like, uh, there I was at the oh, Korean restaurant doing some role play. Tony can't hear us. No, right, and that was that did not help, Don. So you went to a role play with a coworker. Yeah, it's a Korean sandwich place. Okay. And uh, it's one of those places that doesn't have like a cashier who takes your. Your, your order that has like a thing where it's kind of like a Wawa or like a Sheets where yeah, like a you order enter in what you want. Right. And uh, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll get a salad. And uh, what the heck, I'll go with double meat. And uh, I'll get an order of egg rolls. And uh, yeah, oh, no. it's 23 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a, a $23 lunch. <laughs> Was it massive? Did they bring it out and they're like, sir, how many people are you sharing this with? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, it was really like uh, I'm just I'm fat, and it was sad. It was very, very sad. I, I've done that at uh, the Urban Barbecue. There's an Urban Barbecue near my office, uh, and I will do, go there, and I'm always like, well, they have a special for a sandwich for ten dollars. You get a sandwich or drink, whatever. It's like, or I can get ribs and two sides. I'm like, oh, there's twenty five dollars, <laughs> and I do it every time, <laughs> every time. But at least I know what I'm getting into. I know I'm going to do that. Well, the fat snacks was an appropriate theme for that. I don't know what the new it segment was. It was indeed. Because if it was just Tony's awkward day-to-day -day life, that's every week. That doesn't need a special <laughs> segment. But we do have a segment that we do every week. We do have a segment we do every week. What is this rash? 
I'd, no, wait. We should get, we should get <laughs> some theme for that. Let's one. instead do the one we end every show with and call this a day. Radio for winners and the news. That's right, radio for winners and the news. Every news the news stories. Take all the facts out. Everyone already talked about. Put new facts in to make it far more interesting or made up. And we bring them to you in bite-sized chunks. You look a bit smaller tomorrow at the water cooler. A lot has happened since our last show. A lot has happened. I'm not talking about any of those things, but I want to mention them. In very short <laughs> passing, uh, we lost Jerry Lewis. Oh, no. We lost Jerry Lewis, uh, singer of Great hey, Balls ladies. of Fire. No, wait. Wrong Jerry. Oh, sorry. Uh, we lost Jay Thomas. Jay we lost Thomas. Jay Thomas. That is, that is actually very, very sad. I enjoyed his radio show immensely when I had satellite radio. I feel radio. like he was on the radio the previous day. I can only hope I go the same way. I can only hope. Tomorrow. Yep. I mean, this is my last episode, so get ready for my last news bits. Uh, also, there was a hurricane. Don't want to talk about any of those things because I have very important Radio for Winter style news Yes. Uh, you know what did happen also since then? The eclipse. Did anyone go out and get special glasses to watch the eclipse? I did not get those special glasses. I cut that hole in the box like everybody else did. And then you had sex with it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a pinhole. <laughs> Could have done it. <laughs> Tony, did you go out to watch the eclipse? I know we weren't in the band to see a full eclipse, but you could still no, see I, uh, some I, of the eclipse. I missed it. Yeah, I, I was one of those assholes who went outside and kind of put my hand over my face like that was going to help, and I tried to see if I could see it. Couldn't see it. You wait, you put your hand over your eyes? Yeah, yeah, it didn't work. I just It just hurt. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, you know what? Apparently, a lot of people are as sm are smart as me or dumber than me because health professionals are reporting large numbers of, uh, of people with problems with their eyes, but some people, unlike me, didn't just do the hand-over-your-face method, right? You figure that wouldn't work. Our own president just looked at it with his bare eyes because he's superhuman. I've got superior eyes. But, wow, that's the best George, uh, George Bush. Look at me. I don't even know what the president is. I'm on fire. Uh, anyway, some people did not have glasses, did not want to make the, the pinhole box. They didn't want to look on their bare eyes, so instead they just poured sunscreen in their eyes. <laughs> wait, no, wait a minute. Yes, many health professionals are saying across the country people poured sun, sun, <laughs> sunblock or rubbed it on their bare eyeballs to see if they could then look at the sun. Stop it. <laughs> are you kidding me? No, no, I'm not kidding you. Many professionals, at least one. Many professionals is at least one in the world of news on the internet. So I'm taking it. I'm taking it. That is incredible. That is... <laughs> Why would you even think that's a good idea? Why would you pour sunblock on you? And how much did that hurt? That would have hurt. I didn't like pouring water <laughs> in my eyes. That's about as good of an idea as catching a Royal Caribbean cruise and listening to Bonnie Tyler sing Total Eclipse of the Heart. The question is, how many of those people voted for Trump? Oh, all of them. Every single one. The suntan lotion guys or the Bonnie Tyler cruise guys? Both guys. By the way, just, just to wake America up, we were at that NASCAR race. A lot of Confederate flags. Well, not only that. A lot of Trump flags. A lot of people that were there that voted for Trump, and a lot of people that would vote for Trump again today oh. if he was up for re-election. People that did vote for Trump, they were like, I'd vote for him now, though. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, we might have been in the minority there. How much money do you think Bonnie Tyler made off of just the playing of this song? Oh, I'm sure she's still getting... $47. Man, I hope you pay her. <laughs> she's getting a royalty check from Radio for Winners, to tell you that All much. right, well, I'm going to cancel her. I'm tired of listening to her. Well, let's go. I'm tired of listening to her as well. So let's move on from the eclipse and people pouring things in their eyes. Don's going to play it again. That's what she likes. <laughs> but instead, we'll play the song that leads into our next news item. We just went to a festival, or a NASCAR race, where there was lots of porta-potties all around. Now, I went to a couple of those porta-potties, and all I saw was mounds of human waste. But it turns out at one special music festival, you could get to one through a secret rave. I'm sorry? In Hungary. 
Hungary. Uh, the suge- I'm not saying the festival wrong. Sizget, S Z I G E T. How do you pronounce that, Tony? S C I G E T. S Z I G E T. S Z I G E T. Skizit. We'll go with that. The Skizit Festival in Budapest, Hungary. Uh, there was a, it's just a, a big music festival. They show a video. There's a line of porta potties. Now all of them but one are actual porta potties. But you open up one, and there's a guy inside who's giving you the pass to get through the back of the porta potty that they've knocked out. That leads down a hallway to a top secret rave. Top secret top rave secret at the rave. bottom of a porta potty. At the bottom of cool. a hallway in a porta potty. I crapped in a porta potty this past weekend. Yeah, we all did several times. I did not see anything at the bottom of that that porta potty. I dug in there. There was no rave. <laughs> no rave at all. But I did get a crazy infection. Yes, 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 you did. Little pink eye. Ugh. Little pink eye. Oh. I, I will say those those porta potties were relatively clean. They were. I was surprised. That at least the ones by us. I didn't go to the ones at the race because they had actual hard bathrooms upstairs. Those weren't bad either. But I I also never. I don't know if I was. I mean, even if it was an awesome party, I don't know if I'd ever crawl through like a formerly used, even a thoroughly cleaned porta potty to get to the bottom of it to go to a rave. <laughs> I probably wouldn't go to a rave, but if someone told me there was ten dollars in there, I'd dive in. Couldn't you just move the porta potty out of the way and crawl down the hole into the rave? Well, but if they're all together in a block, I bet they're bolted together. I just pick up and move all of them. <laughs> to get to your top secret rave. You're a big dancer, so that, that would make sense. I love raves. <laughs> Don does love a rave. Foam parties. <laughs> Foam parties. <laughs> this shouldn't wait. <laughs> and our final story, which is a more standard radio for winners and the news item. I like to talk about funny arrests because that is what most news is when you really boil it down. Well, this week is no exception. This time it involves someone who has been caught for driving with 25 pounds of meth. But here's the twist. They were at a NASCAR race in Tennessee. They were at a NASCAR race in Tennessee. No, if you were going to have someone drive your car, you're in it as well, and you have 25 pounds of meth that you're smuggling uh, across state lines in Colorado, who would you have drive? Uh, my mom. Maybe. That might be a good choice because it's probably very unassuming. Uh, Tony, would you, who would you pick to drive a car you're trying to smuggle things through? Now, you're in the car too, but you can't drive for whatever reason. So what kind of person would you pick? I'd be my day. That's also good. Oh, that's a terrifying choice. But but at least you'd know that uh, no one would expect him to be uh, pushing 25 pounds of meth. Uh, instead, they had a 13-year-old drive the car for them. So the police pulled that car over just because it looked like a 13-year-old was driving the car. And then they said, wait a minute. Why are two adults sitting in the back of the car with this questionable package? Oh, it's only <laughs> 25 pounds of, uh, of meth. Dumb. Very dumb. 13-year-old. 13-year-olds driving cars full of meth. Now, this was actually the band we saw at NASCAR played this, and I didn't understand it. <laughs> what the hell is this song? This is Tony's iPad. Again, picking a song from his selection. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was the song from this. Wasn't this your wedding song, Tony? It was, indeed. What the hell is this? <laughs> Salt. Oh. Is this an intro? Is this like a 20 minute intro or is this the full song? It's, it's two minutes and seven seconds. You know what? I'm angry with myself for being in bands my entire life, never uh, making a dime, and this guy is making millions of dollars somehow. Hey. 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 
You brought a can of sour. You brought a can of sauerkraut with you. I did. I was gonna eat a sauerkraut as a fat snack with a fork, but we didn't need to do that. We had enough time with our NASCAR story. Probably too much time, to be honest with you. But thankfully, I can save it for our next episode, which will be in two more weeks. Our new bi-weekly schedule starting this episode. See you guys in two weeks. Did you decide that we're bi-weekly? Well, I'll be bi-weekly. You guys can do it with or without me. See you guys in two weeks. Oh my God, you're awful. See you next week. Don does a show by himself. See you next week. Don talks about his favorite books. This week, Fox in Socks. Your breasts them stiff in your blows. You know what me love the most. Me love when the big black wood in your throat. Cause I don't in your dung in your dung in your throat, y'all. Tap in eyes, let me come in your throat, y'all. Had the walking gun in your throat, y'all. Anything when you do me, you got vote, y'all. Dung in your dung in your dung in your neck. There's a 0% overlap to our fans that people like this song. Three, two, one, go. You can follow. You can. <laughs> Contact Radio for Winners on Twitter at Radio for Winners, Facebook.com. Search for Radio for Winners, or if you want to send us an email, hit us up on the Gmail, rfwshow at gmail.com. Well, there you have it, folks. Another happy ending from the good people, Jimmy James Incorporated. <laughs>